Hello, welcome back to the Millennial Music Entrepreneurs Podcast. I'm your host, Andre Flood. I'm about to hit 10,000 subscribers on YouTube, and I'm, you know, I'm excited. I'm happy with how things are going, but I actually didn't turn on the mic today because I wanted to tell you about 10,000 subscribers because subscribers is kind of a vanity metric. It matters. It shows that people care, but it isn't what pays the bills. It isn't what YouTube cares about. YouTube doesn't care about how many subscribers you have, to be honest. I turned on a microphone today because yesterday I had an epiphany and I'm pretty sure Now I'm pretty sure after I had that thought yesterday that things are about to really take off. Like things are going to change in ways that I don't fully understand yet. Have you ever had one of those moments? It might have been you see a woman or a man and you make eye contact and you just know like, this person is going to be my husband or wife one day, or this person is going to influence me in a major way. Or maybe you have a job interview and at the end of the job interview, you shake the person's hand and you just know in your, in your gut, you know that this is, this is the job. I just got this job. That's how I felt yesterday when I had this thought. I'm I'm so sure I'm, I could I could I could look out and I can see it already but I don't know what it is. I can see that this is the direction. I can see that something is there. But I don't know the size of that thing. It's like if you're walking somewhere yeah, I'll give you an example, another example. I haven't set the point yet, but whatever. No one's listening anyway. Uh, me and my significant other, we went on a tour at Greenwood Cemetery over the summer. They do these tours. It's a big cemetery in Brooklyn. We went on a day tour. She enjoyed it so much that we went on a night tour. And during the night tour at the cemetery, it's obviously quite dark. And there was many occasions where You'd look off into the distance and you see something at the, in the cemetery. Like, what is that thing? And I don't mean like a monster or a ghost. I mean like you see a tombstone or a mausoleum. So you see something in the distance. You know you're in a cemetery. So it has to be a mausoleum or a tombstone of some sort. And you can see that it's big and beautiful. But at the same time, you're in the dark. So you don't really know how big or how beautiful it is yet. But as you walk closer to it, you see it start to come to life. Like, oh, it's this big. Oh, it's this beautiful. That's where I am right now. I see a mausoleum. I see a monument in the distance and I'm in the dark and I know it's big 
and I know it's beautiful, but I don't know how big or how beautiful it is yet. So what was my epiphany? I was working on a video yesterday. I was recording a video. I was editing a video actually. And when I was recording it, I felt I was feeling kind of frantic while I was recording it. And that frantic mood kept making me make mistakes. And as I'm making mistakes while recording, I know, oh, Jesus, every, every mistake that I make is an extra, you know, five seconds of editing I'm going, to, I'm going to have to do. And so I'm kind of spiraling while I'm recording in the side of my brain, thinking I'd have to edit all this stuff out because I keep making these mistakes. And it's just spiraling. I'm getting more anxious. And eventually I finish it. Then I start editing. And as I'm editing the talking head portion, I'm seeing that my face looks weird because I'm, you know, I have this anxiety going on while I'm recording the video. My voice sounds fine though. So I know, okay, I'm going to have to find some B-roll to mask my weird looking face. And the idea of how long this video is going to take is kind of building a bit more anxiousness in me. And I'm spiraling now and while I'm editing the video. And I think I ended up wasting a lot of time with anxious energy. I started, I wasted a lot of my work energy with anxiousness. And so, although I was going to work on that until about six o'clock, I only worked on it until about 4.30. And usually I don't check my comments until six o'clock. But since I was done with work, I said, you know what? Let me knock out these comments and these questions and let me get on an exercise bike while I do it because I haven't been exercising lately. Well, I have been, but it hasn't been the right way. And I opened up the YouTube app, entered the questions, and I saw my most recent podcast. And it was 10 out of 10. Now on YouTube... 10 out of 10 for a video means that it's the worst performing video out of the last 10 you just had. So 1 out of 10 is amazing. 10 out of 10 is the worst thing you can see on YouTube. And I know that my podcasts are good. And I also know that they're obviously not going to be the biggest thing on my channel. I know that already. But at the same time, it's never fun to see it. For example, if you let yourself go and you're out of shape, you know you weigh more than you should. You know it in your mind. Let's say your healthy weight is 150 pounds. You know you're not 150. You know you might be 170, 180, 190. But when you get on the scale and you see 180, it still sucks. That's kind of how I felt. Like I knew this wasn't going to do well, but it still sucks seeing it didn't do well. Especially when I considered how much time I put into it and how much money, like I also invested money into it. I had to pay for a software. Then I had to edit everything together and it took time and money to do that. Time and money that I wasn't spending other places. And with business, time is money, right? And I've been toying with this idea a lot of stopping the podcast on the YouTube channel because it's one thing that I have to do 
that's not benefiting me. At least I can't see how it's benefiting me. And then I had a realization. And I've been building up to this now in this conversation with you for what, seven minutes? So I'm sorry that this is not going to be very impressive, but I had this simple realization that I could just stop doing it. And that if I stopped doing it, my channel would probably do better. And that, that is what started this whole thought that I'm, that I'm about to explain to you now. Because I had to sit down and think to myself, what is my goal on YouTube right now? What is my actual goal? Is my goal to have a podcast? I already have a podcast. Is my goal to put the YouTube, is my goal to have a YouTube channel that integrates a podcast and my regular content? No. My goal is to grow the YouTube channel as big as I can get it. Making content that I agree with, that I love, that other people also love. There's an important statement there. I'm making content that I love, that other people also love. Not just what I love. I love the podcast, but the people don't love it as much as I do. So that needs to be separate from the channel. And I've thought about this before, but I've been dragging my feet on it. I've been saying, no, I can't take it off. I can't take it off the channel. I can't take it off the channel. But why? Why can't I take it off the channel? Why am I attaching? Why am I holding on to this idea that the podcast needs to be on the YouTube channel? There's no reason for it. And I like to go on walks and think. And when this idea started, I had to actually get off the bike. I was doing, I was on an exercise bike. I'm not sure if I said that already, but I was on an exercise bike and I had to get off the bike and go on a walk because my brain was really starting to flow. And it's like, wow, hold on, hold on now. If I stop doing the podcast on the YouTube channel, I'm still going to do the podcast. I'm going to have it on Spotify, all of that stuff, Apple Music, all of that stuff. I might even do video podcasts too and, you know, make them unlisted, put them on a separate YouTube channel. Who knows? The podcast is still going to happen. But what if I take it off the main channel? And I know this is not breakthrough. People have been saying to do this forever. Have a separate podcast channel. But the whole thing about this is that if I stop focusing on the podcast and I put all of that energy back into the stuff that I know people already like, what is that going to do? Because right now, the channel is growing very, very well. I just told you I'm about to hit 10,000 subscribers. We're growing very fast right now. And we're growing fast when I'm doing stupid things. Like putting a podcast on a YouTube channel that doesn't need to be there. So what happens if I do smart things? What happens if I only do smart things on the channel and I take everything else off and put it separate? That's the thing in the distance. The thing in the distance is how big this can actually be. 
And it's not about doing more at this point. I have 10,000 subscribers. I have multiple videos that have over 100. I have two videos with 100,000 views. I have other videos with 40, 50, 30,000 views. And then other videos with two, 3,000 views. So I know right now, I know what does well. I know what people want. I know what I want. I have plenty of data now. And even looking back on the videos that have 100,000 views that did well, I can still look at those videos and go, oh, I can see where I could have fixed X, Y, Z. I can see how this can be even better. So the question is, what happens when I take those ideas that I already have, that I now know are proven will do well, and I double down my efforts on them? I work even harder at them because I have even more time because I'm not doing a podcast on the YouTube channel. Those videos get even better. A video that could have had 100,000 views, how many views is it going to have next time when I'm working better and more efficiently? And when there's no waste on the channel weighing it down? I don't know. That's what I'm saying about this thing in the distance. It's in the distance. I know it's going to be good. I know it's big. I know it's great. I know it's beautiful. How big, how great, how beautiful, I don't know yet. But all of a sudden, by reduction, not by doing more, but by doing less, my vision is so much clearer now. Because here's the thing. Ultimately, my goal is to sell courses. But my gift is speaking to the people. My gift is being creative in speech. With music as well. But the people like the speech. They like to hear me talk about stuff. They like to hear me explain things. This is something that I've been dealing with my entire life. I'm not sure if I've ever shared this with other people or on the podcast, but even when I was a child, all the kids would gravitate around me because they wanted me to tell stories. When I was an undergrad, people wanted to follow my stories and my explanations. I have friends who come to me because they want to hear me tell them advice about stuff. And it's a strange, I don't, I don't understand why it's that case. Sometimes friends will come to me and ask me for advice for things I know nothing about. And I'm like, why do you think I wouldn't? I'm like, I have no idea. Why do you think I would notice? And they'll be like, well, well, what do you think about it anyway? It makes no sense. Like, you know, oh, should I? I know nothing about cars, for example. I'm not a car guy. Oh, do you think I should buy a blank or a blank car? I'm like, I haven't owned a car ever. I owned a car one time and then I got rid of it very quickly. I know nothing about cars. Well, what do you think anyway? You, you know, you're good with this stuff. I'm good with what stuff? What stuff am I good with? Not cars. It's very strange. Anyway, point being is, for whatever the reason, people like to hear me talk about stuff. They want my opinion on things. 
this is not something I'm proud of or something that I'm gloating about. It's just something that I've observed over time about myself. We all have things that we're naturally, I don't know, good at, I guess. My girlfriend, she can read three books in a day. Seriously. And I would take a month to read one of those books that she can read in a day. Well, and, you know, she can, she can hear a fact and remember it or read a fact and remember it basically forever. And I can't even remember names of people who I meet daily. We all have different skills, different gifts that are suited for different things. And the analytics of the YouTube channel, just, they kind of just tell me the same thing. I'll be talking about guitar stuff. I'll be telling a story about a guitar. I'll be talking about something related to an instrument and I'm at 50% retention. I start playing guitar. It drops. It stays at 50% for one or two seconds. 10 seconds in, it drops to 40%, 35%. People are skipping it because they just want to hear me talk about guitar stuff. That's a whole different issue because I need to be able to integrate my guitar playing into the videos better. But my point is that I know one thing that works. Me talking me being analytical, that is proven to work. Now I need to double down on that. Now I need to exploit whatever gifts I have even more. I need to use those gifts even more and integrate the music into it in a better way, in a more seamless way. And I need to stop doing things that are not moving the channel forward. And there are some people who will tell you with business that like some YouTube experts, some entrepreneur experts will say that it's not about the numbers. It's not about how many views you get. It's about how many customers you get. And that's true. And that may be true in certain niches, but I'm in the guitar niche and there are thousands of great teachers. Some of them are better than me. Hell, most of them are better than me at teaching, maybe. Production, they're better production, they're be all of that stuff. I'm a really good teacher, but I can't teach, I can't hold an audience with my teaching right now. I've tried, it doesn't work. But here's the thing. If the audience is big enough, then the course sales go up. So, so, so here, hear me out. Here, here, here's, this is what I'm really thinking about this now. Hear me out. On one hand, you have a great guitar teacher. On one hand, you have a great guitar teacher. I've seen them on YouTube where they've been YouTubing the same amount of time as me. Their lessons get a hundred times the views that my lessons get. And they were able to luckily for them quickly go from being unknown to being a YouTube guitar teacher. And for them, the traditional thing of it doesn't matter how many views you have, it matters how many customers you get in your niche, that works for them because 
out of a thousand, because out of a thousand people who watch their guitar lesson, a hundred buy their course. That's amazing. That's amazing. I see them, they exist. They're doing amazing. But for me, my, my, my gift is not proving to you that I'm a great guitar teacher through my playing. That's not my gift. My gift is sucking you into my, my knowledge and my logic and slowly convincing you that I'm the that I'm the guitar I'm the guitar teacher for you. Now there's someone drilling next to me, but I I can't I can't stop right now. I just have to work through it because this this needs to be said. So my game, so the first person's game is to just put out their playing and put out their lessons and people will buy them because they have the gift of their music convincing you immediately that you should learn from them. I have the long game because I can't captivate you with my playing as well, but I can attract you with my explanation and my thought process. And as you get to know me, you'll start to realize that, oh, he is a great teacher. He can't show it as much as the other guys can with his guitar playing, but he's a great teacher because he knows how to think about these things and he knows how to convey them in a way that I'm going to remember and understand. So for the first guy, since, since 100 out of 1,000 people buy his thing, or he's doing really well, it's fine. For me... Only one out of a thousand are going to buy my thing. Because it takes a lot more time to get to know me and to, to realize what I'm helping you with. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. If one out of a thousand buy, but my audience is, well, I don't know. My audience is a million then all of a sudden, everything just goes up. Now, I guess one out of a thousand isn't, isn't the best way to think of it. It's more like one out of a hundred. Let's go back a few steps. The perfect guy, the perfect guitar teacher I was describing to you, 10 out of a hundred by his thing. One out of a hundred by my thing. He has a 10% conversion rate. I have a 1% conversion rate. That just means that if I want 10 customers, I need 1,000 people. If he has 10 customers, he needs 100 people. He talks to 100 people, he'll get 10 customers. I have to talk to 1,000 people to get my 10 customers. That's all that means. And what that means for my YouTube channel is that I can't just focus on teaching. I have to focus on getting my audience really big, 
to compensate for the fact that my conversion rate is lower. Because what I'm selling is a quality product. My guitar courses are fantastic. The few people who have tried them, we talk daily sometimes and they're like, I love this. this I needed this. I believe in them. They're priced right. So I just need to make my audience much bigger. And then, because, you know, 1% of 100 is only one. What's 1% of a million? 10,000. 10,000. 10,000. And if 10,000 people bought my course, well, that's a lot of money. That's a sustainable career. That's more than sustainable. I don't even need 10,000 people to buy the course. 5,000. Really, 1,000 would be plenty. One thousand will be plenty. I'm I'm pausing because I'm doing the math right now as I'm talking to you, and like, it's it's that's what I mean about this thing at a distance because I just made a crazy example without understanding the size of this thing because I can't see it. I can't see it yet, but I know it's there. So I said ten thousand, thinking that ten thousand was. Because, you know, 10,000 is, let me double check my math here, but I believe. Yeah, 10,000 is 1% of a million. And I thought that 10,000 was a small number. And then I multiplied 10,000 by, you know, one of my course packages. And that's, you know, that's millions of dollars. And I'm not trying to make millions of dollars, honestly. And so when I saw that number on the calculator, I'm like, Jesus, that's from 1%? That's insane. A quarter of a percent would be plenty. 0.25% of the million audience would be plenty. And this is what I, this is why I know, this is why I now understand that it's there. I just have to grow the audience. The only thing that matters is growing my audience. That's the only thing that matters. I created the quality product. Not only that, but when people buy the course and they have feedback, within five days, I update the course with their feedback and I make it even better. So I already have the quality product. More products in the future, all of that stuff, fine. Oh, whatever. Yes. The only thing that I don't have is a big enough audience. And at 10,000 subscribers with a 60, 70 video sample size, thousands of comments, I know exactly what to make to attract the people 
I enjoy doing it. I don't feel bad doing it. Like I love making the content that I make. The video that got a hundred thousand views, those videos, I loved making them. So I don't even, I don't even have to compromise on my, I don't have to compromise on my morals. I don't have to sell out. I don't have to do anything wrong. It's, it's, it's crazy. I can literally just make the stuff that I like. And the audience will come. I've proven that already. And if I triple down on the things that I know I should be doing and I stop wasting time with the things that are not contributing right now, they will come even faster. And I don't know, ultimately, I can't, I'm in the dark. I don't see how big it's going to be. But I know it's going to be successful. I know it's going to be big. Big enough for me, at least. I don't need millions. <laughs> I don't need millions, that's for sure. So maybe forget 1%. That's 0.25%. 0.25% is, that's plenty. And so now I know. What everyone said before is correct. The only thing that matters is building an audience.